coming to you live via podcast from beautiful downtown Asheville. Tonight's performers include the magnificent Darren Marshall, the exquisite Cody McGork, the dashing Rodney Smith, the ethereal Carrie Kimbrell Kinsey, the unshaven Alan Law, and Candler's own Troy S. Burnett. And now, sit back and prepare yourselves for our first story, a classic from the Pick Your Own Path series of adventures, specifically, Pick Your Own Path, The Curse of the Flaming Mummy, starring Darren Marshall, Cody McGork, and Troy Burnett. One morning, our hero Troy awoke from a drunken slumber, confused and a touch hungover. Ah, oh, my teeth are a little furry. It seems that Troy has been in a bit of a rut of late. His body was awash in booze, processed food, and little exercise. I do enjoy a uh, Taco Bell smoothie. Which are? Well, it's uh, pureed tacos with whiskey and a Twix bar. As all can see, Troy has failed as an adult. And how, and how, I'll agree with that. He's failed hard, real hard. So much so that he's going to need to help making his important decisions. What, what was that? From time to time, we will ask you, the audience, to decide for Troy which path is best for him. I, I don't know about this. For example, Troy has to decide what he wants to do today. He could either I think I should stay home with my weed and video games. Or instead go... I think I should see what my best friend and adventure buddy Cody's up to. But Troy is having a hard time picking the right path. No, 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 I'm not. No, I'm not. So it's up to you, audience, to decide for him. I'm pretty sure I know what I want to do. I, I, it's not really a choice. So, by applause, does Troy stay home and play video games? I like, I like that. Or does he go and see his adventure buddy, Cody? God, God damn it. God damn it. Uh, Troy decides to go and see his adventure buddy, Cody. Are, are you sure? Because to my ear, it sounded a little bit more like it was me staying home. No? Nonsense. This is an adventure tale, so off to adventure you go. But... You made your choice. Did, did I? As I, far as I'm concerned, yes. <laughs> All right, what, whatever. Uh, I'll go off and I'll have an adventure. Or whatever. Uh, great, great. And with that, Troy traveled across town to Cody's home, where the dashing Cody, so handsome and strong, next to Troy... What? What, what was that? ...was doing his morning exercises. Well, if it isn't Troy, I have not seen you in a fortnight. However have you been? Nah. Troy explained how desperate he was to, for a fine adventure. I, I absolutely did not. 
That's the lad. I, too, have been hankering for the rush of adrenaline that springs forth from the soul while on a quest. Cody's infectious enthusiasm raised Troy's spirits to the stratosphere. You sincerely do not know me, do you? Hobgoblins, man! Of course I know you. I wasn't speaking to you. Regardless! I am saddened to say I have no adventure for us today. Oh, really? Oh, that is awful! Indeed. Oh, crap. Well, I, I guess we'll just go back home and we could possibly, uh, I don't know, just... Just then, Cody's Uncle Kilgore stumbled into the room with a knife plunged deep into his back. <laughs> Uncle Kilgore, why are you here? I... Wait! Uncle Kilgore, why are you bleeding? Because I... Wait! Uncle Kilgore, why do you have a knife in your back? Because I found... Wait! Uncle Kilgore! Just shut up! Let the fucking man talk! Right. Oh, nephew, I found you. Take my hand as time grows short. Hush! Uncle, you'll be fine. Nonsense. I am destined for the undiscovered country, from where no traveler returns. Undiscovered country? Are, are we talking Florida, or...? <laughs> nephew, take this map. For it may lead to treasure. <gasps> treasure? Ooh. But beware, for the journey is long and arduous, full of danger and peril. Danger? Peril? <laughs> Perilous peril. Now hurry, be strong, and make me proud to be your uncle. And with that, Uncle Kilgore died a painful death. <laughs> Cody and Troy discussed their next steps. Quick, Troy. If we leave now, we may travel many miles before night falls across this land. Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa. I'm not so sure about this. What? <laughs> Do you fear the unknown? I thought you chose to come here for an adventure. I did choose, sort of, but the adventure, I thought, was more along the lines of going to Applebee's. <laughs> Troy, I never thought you to be such a coward. Oh, I most assuredly am. Yes, I am. But I will not force you to do anything. You must make the decision yourself. Audience. <laughs> What does Troy do? Does he go off on an adventure? No, no, I, I don't go off on an adventure, no. Or does he stay behind? Yes, that, that sounds like a better idea. Yeah, let's does do that one. Does he stay behind at Uncle Cody, at Cody's house with a murdered Uncle Kilgore waiting for the police to arrive? Oh. <laughs> the body, that's right, yeah. And the soon to arrive police. Oh, please. Troy, yeah. it seems, has a criminal record. <laughs> Starting back when he was a teenager, when he lit a dumpster on fire. I had a little angst, but uh, you know, 
for no reason to bore the nice folks here, uh, hearing the choices out loud, I think I'd just be best if we went on the adventure. Excellent. Let us go hand in hand to adventure. All right, let's, let's go, I guess. Hand in hand, I say. <laughs> Fine. We'll just go. And with that, our two adventurers are off. What danger lurks ahead? Find out in part two of Pick Your Own Path, The Curse of the Flaming Mummy. <laughs> this is the Social Conservatives Guide to Sex. And now, the Social Conservative's Guide to Sex with Social Conservative, Martin Grabnow. <clears throat> Take tab A, insert into slot B. Repeat, if necessary. If pleasure at any level is experienced, you're doing it wrong. This has been Social Conservative's Guide to Sex with Social Conservative, Martin Grabnow. And don't even think of putting tab A into any else, any place else, like slot C or slot D. B. Now we pivot to a land of suburbia where a put-upon dad decides to have the talk with his young son. H honey, h hello, anyone home? Hmm. Ricky, Ricky, come in here, please. Hi, dad. <laughs> hey, Ricky, where's your mother? Uh, she went over to Mrs. Henderson's. She said she'd be back later. Again? She goes over there a lot. Yeah, she always comes home smelling like wine. Enough about that. Where's your sister? I haven't seen her. Yeah, probably studying with friends, no doubt. More like she's studying her boyfriend's mouth. Don't, don't talk about your sister that way. Okay. <laughs> so, it's just us guys then, right? I guess. Son, I, I'd like to talk about something that may be a little uncomfortable for Is you. Is this the time that I, I saw Granny naked? No, 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 it's not. It, it's about, wait, wait, what, when did you see my mother? Doesn't matter. <clears throat> Listen, I, I want to talk to you about, are you aware of the birds and the bees? Oh. You mean sex. Correct. Sexual intercourse. Of course. Homo or heterosexual intercourse? What? what? Well, you didn't specify. You, you're, you're right. I, I did not. So which is it? Or, or would you like to talk about both? Um, no, for now, let's stick to heterosexual, please. Do you not like homosexuals? <laughs> This has nothing to do with what I like. We're, we're talking about you. Well, if I am a homosexual. 
You're my son, and I love you no matter what. <laughs> okay. Uh, are you? What? Homo homosexual? I don't think so. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with homosexuality, Dad. I, I know that. I know that. Well, you acted as if it was. You acted relieved when I said I thought I wasn't. Your Uncle Jerry is gay, and I love him. Well, you told Mom you didn't like him mancing around so much. That was a private conversation between your mother and me. Well, then maybe you should learn to talk quieter. <laughs> That's enough. I want to talk to you about sex. We are talking about sex. Sex in relation to you. We covered this in health class, you know. Then this will be a refresher. The class was very informative. I'm sure it didn't cover everything. I'm pretty sure it did. <laughs> <clears throat> the urges you feel at this age are hard to discuss in health class. I have felt these urges, as you call them. See, see that's, that's normal, Ricky. Now, now, what they mean... No, well, I have employed a self-reliant method to abate these urges. Oh, and, um, <clears throat> we need more Kleenex. <laughs> this discussion is supposed to be about sex with women, not yourself. But I haven't had sex with a woman yet. Think of it as advanced training. <laughs> but I, I won't have anything to talk about. Then you can just listen. Okay, but that's not really a Talk. It's close enough. Well, definitely not a talk. More like a lecture. Ricky, be quiet. <laughs> now, let's start over. Am I going to have to practice in front of you? Pra <laughs> pra practice what? Oh, oh Lord, no. Uh, Joey Banta showed me these things online that simulate the... There uh, will be no simulation. There wasn't health class. The teacher used a banana as a, a, a penis substitute to show how to apply a condom. Well, a banana is a poor substitute for first-hand knowledge. Why? Well, for one thing, it's too big. Oh. <laughs> well, but Dad, the health teacher, showed us a picture of a huge penis. Son, son, please, let's... It was so big, it was bigger than yours. Please, stop. Uh, I don't see how it could fit into any girl's vagina. Son! What? I didn't know you knew that word. I know lots of words, Dad. <laughs> like defenestrate. <laughs> Do you know what defenestrate means? Son, we're off topic. <laughs> it means to assassinate someone by throwing them out a window. There, there's a word for that? Particularly popular in the region of Bohemia, in which is now the Czech Republic. Okay. Let's steer the conversation back to the initial subject, shall we? Okay. So, your health teacher talked about how babies are made, yes? Uh-huh. Would you like to start there? Sure. Now, when a man has a strong... <laughs> Positive feelings for a woman, it can often manifest itself 
into a physical experience referred to as arousal. Ricky. Um. If the woman feels the same sensation of arousal as the man, the couple may, notwithstanding cultural religious restrictions, <laughs> engage in physical acts of love. Really, I, I, I thought that I... Save your questions for the end, please. <laughs> now, initially, the man's penis is soft or flaccid, but soon becomes engorged with blood, resulting in an erection. Much in the same way a woman's vagina <laughs> is lubricated with a mucus-like substance, allowing easily penetration by the erect penis. Son, I know the process. <laughs> I bet you don't know about <laughs> prostate simulation. <laughs> oh, I'm aware of it. Your mother isn't. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> son, son, I'm trying to talk to you about life. I thought we were talking about sex. Well, yeah, they're the same thing. I find that hard to believe. <laughs> Maybe not now, but when you get a little older. Maybe when I'm a little older, it would be a better time to talk. No, no, we're going to talk now whether you want to or not. You don't have to be so mean about it. You know, son, it, in a way, I'm... I'm kind of jealous of you. How? Here you are on the verge of the discovery of the joys of sex. But remember, you have to wear a condom. Always wear a condom. I don't care how cute of a girl. Or possibly a boy. Or, or possibly a boy. She, he, they are. I, uh, uh, our teacher talks about three ways as well. Would you, <laughs> would you stop talking about what your teacher said? Okay. <laughs> Wear a condom. The things you can catch these days are scary. When I was your age, all I had to worry about was the clap, and that really wasn't that bad. <gasps> You've had an STD? Oh, sure. <laughs> I had to clap so many times it was like a standing ovation. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> Gross. <laughs> it's not gross, it's life. But you said sex was life, Dad. Exactly. And sometimes an STD is part of that life. I don't think I'm ever having sex. Oh, yes you are. No. <laughs> I don't want to. You are gonna get laid, young man. I don't, I may not have to. What do you, what do you mean? I could become a Catholic priest, <laughs> devoting myself to the Lord. You, you do realize we're Baptists, right? Or I may never find that special person with whom I would want to risk engaging in sexual relations while risking an STD. You stop that nonsense right now. You are my son and you have a proud tradition to live up to. You won't play sports, you don't like cars, but you are going to act more like a man. 
You will not be the only virgin in high school. And I will not tolerate my buddies giving me shit because my little boy isn't enough of a goddamn man to stick his pecker in some little filly. But in the Bible, it I don't give a good say- goddamn what it says in the Bible. <laughs> Jesus is the son of God. He can turn water into wine, but he knows jack about losing your virginity. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, son. I, I, got, I got carried away. <laughs> Seriously, I'm, I'm sorry. Can you forgive your old man? No. I'm telling mom. No, please, please don't do that. Please. You told me I was a disappointment. No, no, that is, that is not what I said. Look, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I... How about 20 bucks? <laughs> The average video game for the week costs sixty nine ninety five. Fine. Enough about all this. Uh, any, anything new in school? Uh, what you got going on? Oh, well, I started a petition to disband the school's football team due to excessive violence. <laughs> I'm gonna go upstairs and drink some scotch. <laughs> <laughs> And now, The Liberal's Guide to Sex with liberal Shawnee Goodfellow. Once you have established a lasting emotional bond placed squarely in the realm of mutual respect and positive energy, then and only then may two or more people look into the possibility of a physical exploration of the carnal experience. After securing the proper permissions in writing, plus mandatory counseling both with your partners as well as one-on-one, the individuals must secure notarized documents indicating that full consent has been given by all parties and that explicit guidelines exist detailing what each participant will or will not be required to perform during coitus. (laughs) Remember, emotional health is of utmost import. Now, who's ready to be punished for being bad? (laughs) This has been The Liberal's Guide to Sex. You have a sexy voice. Want to get a little freaky? Not today. (laughs) Such a tourist. Now we return to the world of danger and excitement. It's time for part two of Pick Your Own Path, The Curse of the Flaming Mummy. When last we left Troy and Cody, our two intrepid adventurers, they had set out from Troy's house to seek fame and fortune with the help of an ancient map. They quickly left civilization behind, penetrating deep into the forbidden wilderness. Over roots and rocks, through briar and bramble, across dismal swamps and mighty rivers, they plowed on and on. (laughs) Finally, (laughs) 
Finally, they climbed the tops of our mighty mountains, where, at last, they took a moment to rest. <coughs> Smell that mountain air! I can't... I can't breathe. I just... Look at that magnificent sky. Oh, God, help me. I've never felt so alive. Oh, God. I, I, I seriously, I'm going to die. I'm seriously going to die. As if reborn. Oh, heart palpitations. I got them. Ha-ha. Troy, here, take my hand. Stand at my side and take in the majesty of the natural world. Yeah, it's pretty, it's, 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 it's stunning. It's, it's stunning, in fact. Yeah, oh. I'd say that. Yeah. Aren't you glad you made it up here this high? Yeah, I, I guess I am. I guess, yeah, yeah. Good. Sublime, isn't it? Truly, truly sublime, <laughs> yes. Now it's time to chop some wood. Get to it, Troy. What? <laughs> what? What? Why is it my time to chop wood? I, I don't get that. Well, because, Troy, uh -huh. you're the sidekick. <laughs> what? Yes. We decided that since you're the sidekick, you would be the first to chop wood. Don't you remember? Nope. I, I absolutely do not. When exactly was that decision made, Cody? Troy. <laughs> Back on the trail. On the trail? Yes. We're on the trail. Oh, you know. <laughs> nope, I, I assuredly do not know. Please specify exactly where on the trail we decided I was going to be this sidekick. Please. Remember the river where you fell in and you hit your head and you blacked out and you almost drowned? Right then. <laughs> right, right then. Yep. When I was unconscious. Yes. Passed out, to say. Like a baby. Unresponses to outside stimuli. Totally. And that's where we decided I was going to be the sidekick. With responsibility for all those sidekick assigned duties. Such as chopping an ass ton of wood. Oh, you've got it. You've got to be kidding me. I don't know. Well, audience, does Troy do his duty? <laughs> no, 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 it's okay. No need to bother the nice people. I'll chop wood like the good little sidekick. As Troy goes off to chop wood, Cody is met with a local hillbilly. Well, howdy, Outlander. <laughs> howdy yourself. <laughs> we saw you setting up camp and thought I should invite you down to our cabin for supper. Why, thank you, Mr. Stranger, but I couldn't impose. No, no imposing. There's plenty. Mrs. always makes more than enough stew to feed me and the family. Someone say stew? <laughs> yes, sir. Why, Weezins just sitting down, getting ready to sit down to supper. Who's Weezins? <laughs> well, sir, by that I mean myself, my, uh, my common-law wife, and our 13 nubile daughters. Nubile daughters? Yes, um. Yeah, 13 nubile, legally aged, morally compromised daughters. Sign me up! Sign Certainly. me up! Wait, no, no, just a second, Troy. Uh, look, sir, we, 
We appreciate your hospitality, but you must understand, we are on an adventure. And as such, we mustn't be distracted by secular dis delights. Yeah, suit yourself, I'm easy. <laughs> well, not as easy as my daughter's, but you know, you, you get the picture. <laughs> whoa, 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 sir, wait just one second. C Cody, could I have you over here in private just one second so we could talk about a thing or two? Sure. <laughs> What's the matter with you, man? We've been in the fucking woods for days on this adventure. I didn't want to go on eating nuts and grubs and drinking that mushroom jizz you love so much. You mean kombucha? <laughs> yeah, fuck that shit. I want food, real food. And since he's offering us... <clears throat> Sir, what, what was for dinner again? Old possum stew. See, it's old possum stew. <laughs> You'd eat old possum stew? I don't care if it was made from skunk. No, 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 that's for Sunday dinner. <laughs> oh, see, mm, that sounds delicious. <laughs> Plus, legally aged nubile women. Who are morally compromised. Exactly, morally compromised. <laughs> it's a win, 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 win. Please. Okay. We can stop for this one night. Yes. Great. All right, stranger, I hope you have a big bowl, because I sure am hungry. Just as soon as you finish your chores. What? You still need to chop wood. Why? to give this stranger in exchange for his hospitality. Well, that would sure be nice, but I have plenty of wood. Yeah, well, we, we won't take no for an answer. We won't? No, we won't. Look, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna go to that cabin and I'm gonna eat some stew and I'm gonna do some unmentionable things to those nubile girls. Okay, okay, <laughs> calm down. It is, after all, your decision. Oh, God damn. <laughs> You're damn right it is. I am master of my own fate. <laughs> Shit! It's not, is it? Well, audience, <laughs> what will Troy decide to do? Will he forgo his chores to frolic with the neighbors? Or will he do his duty and chop wood until dawn? Please, come on, eh? <laughs> He's off to frolic with the maidens. Woohoo! God, things are going my way. Well, Troy, let's go. H hold on one second, I just gotta go over here and take a leak. Sure thing, yeah, we'll see you down there in a bit. Mind the ledge now. Sure, sure, sure thing. I wonder what ledge he was talking about. As Cody left with the stranger to meet their family, Troy made his way to relieve himself of wastewater. Unfortunately, he failed to notice the steep ledge just off to his right. 
Which right? Whoa! <laughs> Which he promptly stumbled off, falling far down into the valley below. most of the night to make his way back to the campsite, causing him to miss the stew, the conversation, and the 13 nubile, legally aged, morally compromised young ladies. And yet, their adventure shall continue in part three of Pick Your Own Path, The Curse of the Flaming Mummy. Now, the hippie's guide to sex with some dirty hippie. My name's Ripple. No, it's not. Whatever. Wanna get high and fool around? This has been the hippie's guide to sex. I got some candles, man. You look dirty. Oh, I am dirty. <laughs> I mean, you don't look clean. Well, I'll have you know, I'm not. <laughs> Again, this is the Dirty Hippie's Guide to Sex. Is it because of the scabies? <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, in a bar downtown. The bar is nice enough. Charming is a word that comes to mind. Modern, but with plenty of wood and exposed brick, giving it the feel of a much older establishment. The bar itself is about 20 feet ahead and runs the length of the back wall. It looks to be made of real mahogany. There is only one bartender, and his expression indicates he has spent hours trying to keep up with the demand. The crowd is diverse in ages, ethnicities, but the majority are squarely middle class. Most in here are couples and groups, but there is a woman at the bar who appears to be alone and frustrated. Well then, here goes nothing. Excuse me, can I get a white Russian? And there he goes. Great, it'll be half an hour before I can get a drink. Excuse me. The woman looks to be about 30. She has short blonde hair and is a bit plain looking, but definitely doable. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did you just say I was doable? May I get that drink for you? Hang on a second. This guy just dissed me. The woman squares her shoulders as if she's about to fight, but tentatively looks about for her friends. I don't need my friends. What's your problem, buddy? I'm, I'm sorry. I should explain. Yeah, good luck with that. Well, I'm blind, and, and he's my aide. The woman brushes her bangs from her face. So that gives him the right to talk about me? I, I'm sorry. He's, he's my descriptive audio. What the hell does that mean? Well, he goes with me places and describes things. Like I said, I'm blind and... You mean like in the movies? The woman softens a bit. Exactly. 
Exactly, just like the special headphones you get, uh, where you can wear in the movies, uh, so sight-impaired people can see the action. The woman turns back toward the bar. Oh, well that's weird. But okay, just don't mess with me anymore. I understand, it can take some time getting used to, just... Just talk to me. Don't don't talk directly to him. He's he's trained to only interact with me. Trained? You're not one of those creepy guys who are into freaky stuff like whips and ropes and clown porn. <laughs> no, 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 no. I assure you it's nothing like that. My aide here is a professional. This this is a job like any other job. People people are hired to be sign language interpreters all the time. This is no different. My aide here should be thought of no differently than well, a seeing-eye dog. Well, I suppose that makes sense. Sorry, no offense. None taken. So, I was asking, can I buy you that drink? Yeah. Okay, sure. <laughs> it would be my pleasure. The woman surreptitiously looks Mark up and down, sizing him up for sexual prowess. What? No, I... Hey, 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 hey. Can a blind guy get some service at this bar? Oh. <laughs> Man, I'm really sorry. Uh, what can I get for you? The bartender, dressed like he works very hard to appear that he doesn't care, approaches Mark. What the? I'll have whatever stout you have on tap, and the lady will have a white Russian. Do you want to start a tab? The bartender looks not at Mark, but instead at the woman's breasts, imagining cradling them and suckling like a newborn. Hey, pal! Asshole! What? Try not to address my aid, please. Just act like he's not even here. No tab, please. Here's, here's some cash. Keep a reasonable amount of change. <laughs> okay. Sorry, miss. I promise I wasn't staring at your breasts. I, I'll be right back with those tits. Drinks here in a moment. Bartender walks off sheepishly, realizing for the first time the true meaning of cock blocked. Look, I don't mind you buying me a drink, but this is a little too creepy for me. Please, just just ignore him, okay? Um, remember, I can't see, so I rely on help. Please. My name's Mark, by the way. Denise. Denise extends her hand, and Mark shakes it. Denise grips firmly, showcasing a certain mannishness. What? Ignore him. Ignore him. Me. Mark. Just talk to me. Okay, I'll try. Thank you. So, Denise, what do you do when you're not here catching the eyes of blind men? (laughs) Denise... Denise has a beautiful twinkle in her eye when her smile is genuine, and her dimples are adorable. (laughs) Oh, that's so sweet. (laughs) I mean, sorry. It's it's okay. You were saying? Well, I'm a teacher, K through five. It is truly rewarding work. Her go-to expression is a rehearsed gleam of pride and hope in her career, yet underneath, sadness. Regrets, repressed anger, and yes, sadness. Well, it's not without its challenges, I guess. So what do you do, Mark? Uh, I'm an airline pilot. What? 
I'm just teasing. I'm a programmer, but that's really, really boring. Let's, let's talk about you. Are, are you here with anybody? Denise again softens. Uh, yeah, some friends. They're at the tables, but I'm kind of bored here. I don't really like this place. Yeah, well, I don't get out much at all, at least not, not since I got my aid. I couldn't imagine. I guess it can, be, it can be hard to sort out the subtlety, so to speak. Well, you know, I try to compensate by being a good listener. Denise's nipples harden. <laughs> Protruding from her blue cotton blouse, which creates a pleasing shadow in the bar light. Hey! No, 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 it's okay. It's, this is just the kind of thing that I might notice if I could see. I hope you understand what a help this is to me. You know, the subtleties, so to speak. Does he have to point out everything? Denise self-consciously tugs at her blouse. Well, he has to if I want to experience the world as a, you know, a sighted person. Denise looks a bit guilty. I can't have this guy narrate my life. Shh, shh, shh. He's not here. It's just you and me, okay? Mark's soft tone causes Denise to moisten. Moisten? There's no way you could see that. Th then it's true? What? Well, yeah, no, what? See, see, these are the subtle sexual cues that are the exact thing he's been trained to look for. Things that often are, are sort of consciously imperceptible, but I would be able to read on you if I could see. Look, I feel for you. I really do. But even if I were interested, which I'm not, by the way, I would be interested in you, not him. But he's not even here. Denise's breasts heave, with the possibility that Mark might ravish her later this evening. He is here, he's very here, and he's very wrong! How are they? Denise is somewhat chunky, and though a bit low-slung, her breasts approach a solid D-cup. Dead-ass, though. God damn it! No, 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 wait, wait, no, don't settle down, settle down. Hey, hey, blind guy here, blind guy here! Denise lashes out like a rabid wolverine. Her true colors show as she proves to be violent and crazy. God, you son of a bitch! Denise is grabbed around the waist from behind by a large, bald man who appears to be a bouncer. She foams at the mouth and she is carried through the crowded bar toward the door. Well, well, that didn't work out so well. Maybe I should go back to internet dating. Mark's aide slumps his shoulders as he realizes he has another late night of work cut out for him. Well, shall we? Back to my place? You truly are an artist who has a gift when it comes to describing the subtleties of clown porn. Sigh. Asheville Hipster's Guide to Sex. <laughs> With West Asheville Hipster, Theo Grandis. You see, I'm into some pretty obscure sexual positions. You've probably never heard of them. <laughs> this has been the West Asheville Hipster's Guide to Sex. Want to guess what positions I like? No, thank you. Please? Really, I would rather not. If you don't, how can I show you how interesting I am if I'm not allowed to describe my varied interests? Have you ever heard that actions speak louder than words? So you want a demonstration? In your dreams. <laughs> <laughs>
Again, this has been The Hipster's Guide to Sex. <laughs> And now, part three of Pick Your Own Path, The Curse of the Flaming Mummy. We find our heroes have crossed the rugged mountains and have entered uncharted territory, further from civilization than either have traveled before. Oh, for the love of Jabezus, can we just take a break? It's been nothing but rocks and rhododendron thickets for miles and miles and miles. Well, I hate to lose time, but now would be a good time to look over the map. Young Cody and his sidekick, Troy, take a moment to get their bearings. Have no fear, faithful companion. Don't call me that. Uncle Kilgore has left us a note. It states that we should seek out the hermit who lives below the bluffs. Just ahead of their position was a squalid camp of said hermit. What is that smell? That smell was the bouquet of rotting animal carcasses that lay strewn about the camp. Great. Now I'm just going to puke. Troy? That's great. Before you judge, you should walk a mile in his shoes. So should I go take a dump over there and just wipe myself with some dead possums or what? For goodness sakes. I don't know. Troy, come on. I'm just, I'm just saying. So does this hermit have a name or... Indeed. He goes by... Dumpy Joe. <laughs> of course he does. Of course he does. Why not? Yeah, we'll go with that. Well, well, well. What have we here? Bunch of outlanders. He stinks. This is it. I sincerely am going to just puke. Come over here where I can see you. No. We have to... No, I'm not. This will end badly. I know it. We'll be fine. No, you're going to be fine. You're always fine. Whereas I'm probably going to have to French kiss the guy or something like that. I don't know. Troy and Cody approach the filthy man. Good morning, sir. How are you today? Shut your pie hole. What you want, anyhow? Well, Mr. Joe. Stumpy. My name is Stumpy Joe. Well, what my friend's trying to say is... That you're from far away. Correct. Uh, specifically... Asheville, North Carolina. Right. Uh, well, and we're looking for this old abandoned mine. I know what you seek. You're looking for the cursed mine of the flaming mummy. What? No, 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 no. Oh, that sounds really dangerous. Uh, Cody, that's not it, right? Um, it's not, it's, uh, um, well, look on, uh, it, actually, not. yeah, it is. It is the cursed mine of the flaming mummy. For fuck's sake, flaming mummies! And they're on fire! And there's curses! I hate mummies and I'm terrified of fire. You know what? And I'm just learning this now. It didn't seem so important at the Not time. Not important. Not important. Had I known any of this, there's no way I'd come along. No, oh, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure we could have convinced you somehow. 
Look, you're right, but whatever. Let's just get on with this. Look, Mangle Pete or Billy Joe or whatever your name is. Stumpy Joe. Yeah, I don't really give a fuck. Just tell us where the entrance to the goddamn mine is. Sir, what will it take for you to give us this information? Oh, I'll tell you. But it's not for free. Oh, of course not. You'll have to decide if it's worth the price or not. Tell us the price, Stumpy Joe. What is it going to cost? Well... Stop, 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 stop. Just, just one minute. This isn't going to cost us. It's going to cost you, Cody. Understand you. I'm not sure what you mean. <laughs> Troy behaves strangely, as if he's failed to remember the narrator who controls his universe. <laughs> his fate... Once uncertain. Shut up! Listen, you insufferable jackass. Listen to me very closely. Every time, every time we come to a decision like this, it's always about me, something I must decide, and I'm just about fucking over it. So I'm asking, no, fuck that. I'm telling you, this time it had better been Cody doing shit, okay? All right? But that's not the way. Oh, I don't, I don't care. It's Cody's turn. Okay. Yeah, it better be, or, or else. Or else what? Try me and see. I promise you, you not like it, okay? Understand? You bet. Great. Please continue. Stumpy Joe, floor is all yours, good sir. To find the entrance to the cave. You must either pay me $10 or let me tag the Yankee in the nuts. Cody! Shh. <laughs> I'm thinking. What, is this, is this really, is this a joke? Well, it, oh, does anybody have $10? Does it just, uh, doesn't look like I have $10? I, I'm still what's left in my fucking pajamas. Surely you have ten dollars. I not a lot. I do, but I was saving it. For what? To take my best girl out for a malted milkshake. <laughs> Pay the man his money. Give me a second. I have to make up my mind. What are you waiting for? How could it be so hard for you to make this decision? <clears throat> no! No! No, no, no! 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 What choice does Cody make? <laughs> Pay the money or let his sidekick get tagged in the balls. Oh, fuck you guys! Fuck you! This is bullshit! It's bullshit! Cody tells Stumpy Joe that he can tag Troy's balls. I don't like this! Here we go. I swear to God, I'm gonna have my revenge on all of you. I promise. Oh! oh. 
Just head down the path another mile, can't miss it. <laughs> but how can we tell if we found the right one? Just look for the screaming mummy that's on fire. <laughs> can we go now? Can we go? Please, just go. And with that, yeah. Cody and Troy set back off on the path. Soon, they saw the entrance to the mine. There it is. We found the mine. I don't fucking care anymore. I don't care. Let us take a look at what lies inside. Troy and Cody peer down the entrance to the mine. What they see chills them to their very bones. The horrors! For the love of God! So much more than mummies! There's pee running down my leg a little bit right now. I'm not gonna lie. Excellent. So you go first. Go where? First. Uh, me? In. Yes, you go into the mine, of course. Why? Why? This sidekick always goes first. <laughs> Troy? <laughs> Troy! Troy! Where are you going, Troy? Did he just leave the stage? Adam, did he just leave the stage? Yeah. <laughs> Troy! Hey, dude, yeah, hey, come back. Yeah, here we go. Come yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, where'd he go? Come on back. Yeah. Oh, shit, shit, shit. He's being a baby again. Seriously, dude, I have a costume change coming up. Come on. Was there a script change I wasn't aware of? Yeah. This is very unprofessional, just so you know. It says it right there. It told me to say it. And this concludes this stupid, stupid story for the evening. Come back next week and we'll prevent another uh, horror of the Valley of the Giant Scabies or something like that. <laughs> And now, The Wall Street Banker's Guide to Sex. <laughs> With Wall Street Banker, Chet Blankenship. You see me from across the room, giving you the eye. You cannot look away from my steely gaze as I approach. We talk, nothing of consequence, just light conversation as we draw ever closer, closer, closer. I take you in my arms as we sway to the music. I caress your face. There are no more words, just unspoken promises of commitment and growth. <laughs> I take you back to your place. You offer little resistance. I stroke your hair while you fall into my strong arms. You've never felt safer, more secure, as I undress you. Our lovemaking is at first tender, but grows in intensity until it is an animalistic fury of grunts and thrusts. The sexual abandon overcomes you. You surrender to the heat of the moment. You are reborn in such a way that few would recognize. And it's thrust, 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 thrust to the climax of all time. We finish. 
You are exhausted, satisfied in such a way that you have never experienced. I hold you softly, tenderly as you drift off to a sound sleep. I quietly, oh so quietly, pull myself from you. And then while you sleep peacefully, assured that all is right in the world, I take your savings, your valuables, <laughs> the deed to your house, your dog, your cat, your children, heck, absolutely everything you own, and head out the back door to Tahiti, and you never see me again. This has been the Wall Street Banker's Guide to Sex. Don't, don't feel bad. I, I did it to most of America, so you're in good company. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. That was our show. Yeah.